Since eight o'clock starts are no joke, I am so tired this morning, but I have my coffee and we're going to get through it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Liam Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. And are you guys tired this morning? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Less tired than you were on Monday, Craig. Well, so. it's good to know that it's an off day, right? Other than this podcast, we don't have a lot going on today. The coyotes are off, so you know we might have a weekend night. Yeah, but, you, but look how tired we are, and we didn't play last night. I know. But <laughs> I'll be travel. in bed at eight o'clock. I'm. I, that's my weekend night. So. Yeah. Woo. No, so, I won't be. I don't know how these guys are going to do it. And, and the travel is going to get tougher and the time zones are going to change every game. They're in central time zone, then they're east and then they're back to central. I think there's going to be a lot of problems in this road trip to come. They're playing in so many different um, time zones. And again, we're tired. I can't imagine them because they didn't get home until late to bed much later than we did. So who knows? Yeah, you're right. They go central, east, east, central, and then they come back home and then they go Pacific. <laughs> Woo! Yeesh. Brutal. brutal. Yeah. Just shout brutal. out shout out not just to the players, but the, the staff that travels, the, the media that travels, everyone's going through that. So much respect. Um, but the coyotes are off today. Like we mentioned, they'll practice tomorrow. It's an open practice at the Ice Den in Scottsdale. So if you're free on a Saturday, head on over to the Ice Den in Scottsdale. Petey and Craig will be there. So you can say hello to them. Wear your PHNX Coyotes gear. And be ready to answer some questions. Be ready. Yes, Craig is per- fully prepared to interview you yep. if you're going to be may, there. I may just tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> I, may co- I may come up from behind you and frighten you. So <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and then the Coyotes will travel on Sunday, but no games this weekend. It's crazy. Last weekend, they had back-to-back games Saturday, Sunday. By the way, have you guys looked at the January schedule for the Coyotes? They play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday for three straight weeks. (laughs) Yep. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday? For three straight weeks. Oh, boy. So, woo! It's going to be a blast. Um, (laughs) Lots of live shows. Lots, lots of live shows. Lots of live shows. Lots more after dark shows. But before we, we're going to talk a little bit about hockey today. Obviously, this is a hockey podcast. But then we're going to talk about, eh, eh. We're going to talk about. We're going to bring back weekend binge for this episode. We're going to talk about some other things going on in the world right now. Um, just a little bit of a palate cleanser episode. But while we're on the hockey subject. I know we talked in depth last night about the Coyotes, about Jacob Chikrin and Schmaltz returning on Monday. Was there anything, I'm, I'm opening the floor, any Coyotes talk, or we can say no and move on. Anything you want to mention about the Coyotes this weekend, the week ahead, I, et cetera. I just want to reiterate the Jacob Chikrin stuff. The, the chatter is going to get crazy again. It's just going to start getting crazy again. We're going to hear all kinds. I'm not even looking forward to it, obviously, because the first game that he plays, the the rumors will start. And listen, I don't I don't think anything's going to happen quickly with Jacob Chikrin. I think GMs are going to want to see him. They're going to want to scout him for a number of games before any moves are made. But that's not going to stop the rumors. And I can tell you this. I won't be chasing every one of those rumors. 
Yeah, yeah he's he, he's going to be under a microscope that first game. Every move he makes, people are going to be watching. And the only way it changes, it's two things. One, he's got to play and, and see where his level of play is. And two, at some point, Jacob Chicken's going to have to talk. And he's going to have to say something. And let's hope that in all of these months, since the last time he spoke to us, someone has gotten to him and told him what he should be saying. Whether that's what he believes or not, he's got to come out and say, hey, I'm just here one game at a time, one day at a time. I'm on this team and play hard. Here's the thing with that. That was said to him before that media day appearance as well. He was sort of coached up on what he should say, and he did not. He did not stick to that script. And, and and as I've said before, as a reporter, you appreciate someone being candid, right? You appreciate someone telling it like it is, how they're how they're feeling. But obviously it rubs some people the wrong way, including some in the fan base. So you gotta live with that as well. When you when you when you come out that honestly and, and express your your feelings, you gotta understand that some people may not like what they're hearing from you. Yep. So lots of interest going into next week. Um, but We'll have a couple of days of quiet on the Coyotes front before that happens. Hopefully we'll see. Um, let's talk about the Tucson Roadrunners. We'll take a mini trip down the I-10 for a second. They play the San Jose Barracuda this weekend. The Roadrunners are currently fourth in the Pacific division in the AHL. San Jose is fifth. Um, the Roadrunners split with Henderson this week, which Henderson is at the bottom of the Pacific. So probably not, what they wanted. They lost seven to one on Tuesday, but then they came back with a six to two win. So going into this weekend, Carcone still leads the team in points with 16, followed by D Dauphin, which by the way, when did he go back down? Like I know last night on right the after the trip. Right after the trip. Okay, they, last they night on the postgame show, I was like, Oh yeah, they can send him back down. I completely missed that. And that's um, the and thing. Then, yeah, that's the thing with Dauphin going back down. You know, we talked about Schmaltz coming back. They they actually don't have to make a roster move there necessarily because they've got a forward spot open. But what I think is going to happen, what I what I suspect is going to happen is Zach Cassian is going to go on IR to make room for the other moves that they have to make because we talked about Chikrin having to come back and maybe Connor Timmons, whose conditioning stint literally has to end in four days. So, yeah. The big thing for me with the Roadrunners, and I know, Leah, you said they're in fourth, but when you look at the standings, they have 15 points. They're actually tied for second, and it's just slotted by goals for and goals against. There's four teams right now with 15 points. They trail only the Colorado Eagles at 17 points, and Colorado's played two more games. So I, having said where they are in the standings, they're right there. Like, And now with Laurenta Fan coming back to the team, and uh, you know what? They get a couple of wins, and this team is standing on top of the uh, of the standings in the Pacific Division, somewhere they haven't been in a very, very long time. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on them, and, I, and we'll see what kind of an offensive boost Lorento fan can give to them who was leading the team in scoring before he got the call up, um, you know, 10 days ago. Yeah, and we've also talked about the D that could go down if if and when, well, Chikrin's obviously coming back to the lineup, but Timmons has to as well. He has to at least be here. They can't. They can't send him to Tucson without passing him through waivers, and obviously they, he would get claimed if that happened. So, I think Tucson could use some help on its back line. They lost Lucas Cloak. We talked about that, you know, return home for for sad reasons that I'm not going to get into. But they they really liked him. They liked the veteran presence. So when you think about who could go down and maybe help stabilize that blue line, we we mentioned two names last night in maybe Dyson Mayo, who has seen a lot of time down in Tucson, and maybe even a guy like Patrick Nemeth, who is a veteran. And could help on that blue line in the AHL. Yeah, definitely. So 
There's, it feels like right now the the quiet before a lot of things start to go down next week. That's the feeling that I feel like we're experiencing. But um, Tucson, good season so far. So like we said, we'll continue to check in with them um, with, when we go down the I-10 and probably try and make it out to another game this year like last season because that was a lot of fun. Um, let's talk about ASU hockey for a second. We already this week that they are – headed well they're already there they're playing Clarkson this weekend ASU is currently ranked 18th in the pairwise rankings Clarkson is 39th so that I don't know much about Clarkson so we got a term here I think it should be a win winning weekend for those but who knows every game's a challenge they play tonight Friday tomorrow Saturday before returning home to take on Minnesota, which will be a challenge. Yeah, a little bit shorthanded. ASU is missing three players. I tweeted about that earlier, um, including Jackson Niedermeyer, who has bounced back and forth between Ford and D to help them out when they've had guys out of the lineup, a couple freshmen out of the lineup as well. But they've they've got enough depth where they should be okay. It's tough. It's it's tough to win on the road in, in college hockey. It's tough to sweep two game series when you're playing back to back nights, but these are the kinds of moments where you really have a chance to solidify your your tournament situation. If ASU can go on the road and sweep Clarkson, they're going to be in an NCAA tournament position coming out of this weekend because there's only two spots off of it right now. They'll climb without a doubt if you get two wins on the road. At the very least, of course, you have to have a split. But in my mind, when I look at what they've done earlier in the season, they lost that, that two-game series at Minnesota Duluth. Obviously, the first game was controversial. At some point, you gotta you gotta make up one of those wins. You, you gotta find a way. You can't get swept on 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 road series if you want to make the NCAA tournament. So, get a win somewhere. This this is an opportunity. ASU is playing really well right now. TJ Semptonfelter has been unbelievable in goal. This is a chance for them to really take a big step forward heading into that weekend series against Minnesota next weekend uh, at the Mullet. And that's where the, they can really take a jump. I mean, you're talking about the Minnesota Golden Gophers, who at, at points in this season have been number one in the country. They've, they've fallen to seven and pairwise now, but but that puts you up against the best of the best. So they need to come through clean out of Clarkson. They do. They've, they've got to find a way to put two wins together on the road because they've got a very heavy home schedule towards the end. And when you play teams like Minnesota, just like they did against North Dakota at the time, North Dakota was a top 10 team. Now North Dakota is out of the top 20. Yeah, And that's what happened, that big win that they get over North Dakota in Las Vegas. They need to do the same thing against the Golden Gophers next weekend, but they can't look too far ahead. This Clarkson team's a good hockey team, and like you said, Craig, winning on the road is hard, especially sweeping on the road. But for this team to get into the um, NCAA tournament, these are wins they got to have. They've got to sweep Clarkson, and I think they've just got to they got to come away with points um, next weekend in that huge series when you look at Matty Nyes and Logan Cooley coming into the Valley. And I'm going to look a little extra ahead. The weekend series is against Denver, yep. um, which is another juggernaut and another Coyotes prospect coming in. Amico Matika plays for Denver. And we actually asked him about this matchup when he was drafted back in July. And he was really excited already about getting to play at Mullet and coming to Arizona then. So, you know, we've all eyes have been on the Minnesota weekend because it's the soonest one, and Logan Cooley's part of that. But Miko Matika and Denver the following week. So defending national lots, champs, yeah, yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to there with ASU hockey, um, and and we love following along with ASU hockey as well. And if you catch the PHNX Sun Devil show; they'll talk about ASU hockey as well. Sean, our our own producer, Sean loves 
SU hockey. So um, definitely keep your eye on that. Yeah, just one point that that series with Denver is actually in Denver. It's not here, unfortunately. But oh, you know, what? That's a it's an easy road trip if you want to make it, and what? we do have a sister station up there. <laughs> Didn't wasn't weren't they coming here? I thought uh, they were. Not I thought not we had asked season. them about that. Okay, well, maybe for spring break in Mill Avenue. I I, I don't <laughs> know, but not for the game. Okay, well, I misspoke, but yeah, easy road trip, and you can head over to the DNVR bar. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's by the way, they had some uh, big names there last night, some Colorado avalanche legends at the bar. So good for them. But CHGO this morning. Yeah. CHGO, by the way. And if you're, you're probably that, that show already happened when you're listening to this, but they had Marion Hosa in studio, which is a huge guest, huge get for them. Send them some love. You can go back and watch the CHGO YouTube channel. Um, really great interview. I can't wait to watch it later. I'm sure it's amazing. Only my favorite cause... Blackhawk of all time. That's okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm trying to – sorry. I'm trying to pull up the college hockey odds for today right now because we're going to give a DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week, which I did not prepare anyone for. So I decided I will take that on since I gave – no notice on this. So while I'm pulling up the odds, let me tell you about how you can win some money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins and download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code PHNX. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I was going to pick Arizona State. But I do not see them on DraftKings right now. So really? they are not on there. Um, we got Michigan State, Penn State, Minnesota Duluth, Western Michigan, Northeastern, BU, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and St. Cloud, Colorado College. Any of those matchups sound fun and exciting that we can do as our pick of the week? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Um I'm I'm really on the spot for this. Okay, give me BU money line at home versus Northeastern. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. But if the lines become available, Arizona State at Clarkson money line is really my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. That's what I was going to say. There it is. But but I can't tell you the odds because they're not there. But I promise you they probably will be. Um, DraftKings is really up to date with everything. So they'll have them eventually. I, I like that pick, Leah. BU's hot right now. They're 11th in the country. They're 14th a week ago. Northeastern is dropping the standings from 15th to 18th. It's at home for BU, a team that plays well at home. I like the BU pick money line. Good. I, I, give, good it to, give it to Petey for coming in to support me and make my pick seem pick. very well thought out and educated. So- could be a preview of the bean pot too, right? So true, very true. Getting so, the leg up. Officially, my pick is BU. Unofficially, my pick is Arizona State at Clarkson. But stay tuned for those odds on DraftKings. That's my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week, and it's the weekend. I can't think of a better activity than just relaxing, drinking some Four Peaks beer. That's what I'll be doing because the World Cup is right around the corner, um, and we're gonna be hosting. All of the home games, not home games, all of the World Cup, U.S. and Mexico games. That's what I mean. Home, U.S., you know what I mean. Um, 
at Four Peaks A Street Pub. And uh, this Tuesday, November 22nd, be there at 8 a.m. for Mexico's first World Cup match. Enjoy a delicious breakfast buffet, drink specials, and an appearance from rising head coach Juan Guerra. $3 kilt lifters and wow, we pints. It's going to be a blast. All of Mexico and U.S. matches at Four Peaks. And uh, enjoy some Four Peaks beer while you watch all the World Cup matches at home or at Four Peaks. You can buy Four Peaks wherever you buy your beer. Buy your tickets to that event in the link in our description. And as always, you must be 21 or older to drink and enjoy responsibly. I'll be all enjoying right. Four Peaks tonight uh, watching ASU hockey on ESPN Plus, by the way. It's available oh. on ESPN Plus. And then I might switch into watching something else. And I think that's where we're going right now. At least I hope. So I haven't yes. screwed you up again, Leah. No, you have not screwed me up. Let's do Weekend Binge. It's been a while. Um, and Craig, I'm going to let you go first because you've been talking about this for a week. And I want to give you the floor because you have a lot of recommendations. I think we have talked about it before, but. Andor is the best Star Wars ever. I know that sounds like hyperbola, but it is. It's it's adult Star Wars. It is fantastic acting. It's fantastic writing. It's really good. If you are not watching this series, you really should be watching this series. It has been spectacular. That's one. Two, Moon Knight. You want to watch this. And I'm not, listen, I've said this on the show before. I'm a little tired of the superhero genre, but this is a pretty creative show. And I don't want to give, things away but it goes in a lot of unexpected directions including really departing from from the superhero genre moon knight is incredible that's number two and then i have a beef there is a new series coming out on hbo max called velma it is based off scooby-doo which is maybe my favorite cartoon as a kid okay hbo is putting out something called velma and let me tell you about it Nice. Oh my god! <laughs> How's that? <laughs> my god! <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Okay, let's get back to Velma. So Velma is a reimagination of Scooby Doo, and as such, they've adopted different uh, ethnicities for the characters. Velma is Indian, Shaggy is black, and I believe Daphne is something called Asian, whatever that means, because that's an entire continent. And this is where I have one of my problems. This, <sighs> my wife gave me a term to use and I, I've forgotten it already. Yes, superficial virtue signaling. That's what's going on here. Look, you want to create a spin off of Scooby Doo and introduce new ethnicities? Great. It's much needed. We all know that Hollywood has been way too whitewashed. But you don't go changing existing characters and just assigning a different ethnicity to them and then being done with it. And by the way, where are Latinos? Do we do we forget like one third of the U.S. population? We're going to ignore them. They didn't bring that in. So I got a problem with all that stupid, superficial virtue signaling. It, it's just silly. There's no reason other than, oh, look, we've made them a, a different ethnicity. But that's not my biggest problem with this show. Do you know what my biggest problem was the show? Where's Scooby-Doo? Where is Scooby-Doo? There's no How dog? You, there's no dog in the show. What? It's about Velma. And I'm sorry, maybe we can explore Velma's character a little more. Fine. I'm, 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 I guess I'm okay with that. I watched the trailer, and the trailer is basically insulting Scooby-Doo fans for all, the, for all the problems they might have with this new series, which is an interesting way to try and draw an audience in because you think you'd want to tap into that audience. But they don't have the dog. There's no Scooby. The show is literally about Scooby-Doo. He's the star. 
How do you take him out? Make him a puppy. I don't care what you do. Scooby-Doo has to be in the show. If you don't have Scooby-Doo, I'm not watching. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? But literally. <laughs> Look at Leah did that with an old cartoon reference from the 70s. Scooby, I watched Scooby-Doo. Where are you? I used to watch it. I love yeah, Scooby-Doo. Scooby Snacks. Who didn't? Scrappy yeah. ruined it. Scrappy ruined it for me. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> call, by the way, actually. Scrappy was awful. There should be annoying. A segment. We need a, a just a separate YouTube segment, Craig's soapbox, where he goes on his rants about. I agree. Do Scooby Doo spin off with no Scooby. I know. I'm I'm with you, Craig. I'm with you. Um, I'm gonna go next because I have like I have a tie-in to Craig. So a show that doesn't do what's the phrase virtue signaling, whatever <laughs> that. Um. Andor, which I'm also watching, which I second in being incredible, has an extremely diverse cast without saying, hey, we have a diverse, like they're just, they just cast right. the best actors for each role and it's just so natural and amazing. You do not have to be a Star Wars fan to watch the show at all because the themes are way bigger than, like if you just get the gist is like Empire is bad, then that's like really all you need to know going into watching this. Whereas Star Wars, especially the original trilogy, is kind of more of an adventure about characters taking on the Empire. This is about, this is like real yeah. life. And this is about the impact of war and rebellion and, and just how it affects people's day-to-day -day lives. And it's just so real and it's so good. I, like, I can't get over how good the show is. So watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, there's, I think, one more episode left of this season. Um, it's next Wednesday is the season finale. Can we talk so, about the cast, Leah, by the way? Aside yeah. from Diego Luna, who's incredible, right, in that role as, as Cassian Andor, they're, they're such good actors in this. Stellan Skarsgård's amazing. Uh, they bring in Forrest Whitaker for a little bit. I don't I don't know if people know that name, but if you've ever seen his portrayal of Edie Amin, I think he won an Oscar for it. Or if you watched Rogue One, there's a few tie-ins to characters from Rogue yeah. One, too. Fiona Shaw's in it. There, there's... It has spectacular acting and writing, and I can't say that for previous incarnations of Star Wars. Let's be honest. We, we all were in love with the special effects when they came out. It was cool. It was a cool concept, but the acting was not very good, and the script writing wasn't always that good. This is spectacular. It's really yep. the best Star Wars by far. Yep, absolutely. Right, interrupt. So I second, I second Andor. Um, last week, I finished... This current season of The Handmaid's Tale, I can't recommend that enough. And on Weekend Binge, we talk about TV, but I'm going to give a book recommendation. If you have read The Handmaid's Tale, there's a kind of a sequel. It's not a sequel to the exact characters, but a sequel in that same universe called The Testaments, um, also by Margaret Atwood. Very good. And the final season of the show, I think they're going to try and align with The Testaments. I read it. It's phenomenal. I highly recommend, unless you don't want any spoilers, maybe, but read the Testaments. It's great. Um, and that's all I got because the rest of the TV shows I watch is reality TV. So I don't want to uh, talk about the Kardashians and Bachelor in Paradise right now. <laughs> <laughs> Petey. Well, yeah. I, I, I finally got to start on uh, Love Island UK. Yes. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. The couples just broke up. <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, no. Like, honestly, I might, if that was the last TV show, I might actually read a book. I, I who knows? 
<laughs> Sorry, Leah. I'm sure it's wonderful television with great story arcs. But I, I, I went to Hulu. And, and there's a couple things. I went to Hulu and I did a true crime thing because true crime thing is kind of buzzing right now. And it's kind of the hot thing having these true crime shows. And I went with Candy, a Jessica Beale produced and starring role as Candy Montgomery, a, a, a mother and housewife in the 80s. And a murder occurs. And so it's a five episode series, hmm. interesting characters. I'm not going to give away what happens, but. Um, the acting's phenomenal, and Justin Timberlake, Jessica Biel's husband, actually has a role in this, where he's a cop, and it's a really interesting study on people and what makes people do different things. So I recommend Candy. And secondly, for the people that are in a little bit more of a mm, older crowd, um, an, an interesting, I'm not giving a show, I'm giving a whole streaming platform. I've talked about it once already, I'm going to pump it again, it's Acorn. And if you get a chance, check out Acorn, because what Acorn is, it streams shows, uh, British shows, um, New Zealand and Australia. And there's a lot of murder mystery shows on there, short miniseries that are really dark, heavy dramas. But they also have some very light British um, detective kind of shows. Remember Xena, the, the warrior? She's got a show in, uh, in um, New huh. Zealand where she's a detective. And it's a really lighthearted show, but it's fun to watch. Acorn. Don't knock it till you try it. It's not for everyone, but um, there's a lot, a lot of great shows on Acorn. That's it. Lucy Lawless is that the actress? Lucy Lawless is, is unknown. Murder you know, like, is my life. I like Petey's rescue. Actually, my life word. is murder. They're one word: <laughs> candy and Acorn. I can remember both of those. Yep. It's easy for me. Yeah. So. yeah, that is easy. And Acorn will open a whole new world. You get there. And I, I know it's not the, the easiest to manipulate the streaming platform, but the shows you go, oh my gosh, just go to mysteries or suspense, and you go. Oh my gosh! There's like ten series I'm streaming right now. Just, just a sidebar. I love a mini series. Like, mm -hmm. I think, I think mini series might be my favorite, me like way to consume visual media, because a movie you can't get all of it in to the two hours or whatever. TV show, it's a lot. It's long. A mini series, it's like just one long movie. For six yeah. episodes, it's so good. Oh, I love it. I do series. like that contained too. I, like I felt like the bear should uh, – I had a conversation with a friend of mine when I was back in New York, and we are both like, we, we think the bear should have just been one season and stopped because there's no way that they can recreate that tension again from his brother's death. It's, it's almost like it was just the perfect season. Don't try and follow it up. It was, it was perfect. It wouldn't be a weekend binge without Craig bringing up the bear. There um, it is. Which I still need to watch, Craig, so it's on my list. You haven't seen it hey, yet? Did, no. <laughs> Did you know, know that it it's three not, months to know it's not about the woods? Yeah, it's not a show about a bear, just so you know. <laughs> what were you going to say, Craig? That's all I was saying. It's not oh, a show okay. about a bear. Okay, good. Well, that's our weekend binge. Let us know what you're watching in our members only Discord or on Twitter. Um, always looking for some more recommendations because clearly my taste is 50% great 50% trash so maybe let's try and make those numbers 70 great 30 trash we I need a little reality tv in my life um and I can't think of a better way to watch any of these shows especially with the coyotes off this weekend from games at least than uh relaxing in some nice comfortable furniture that I bought at more furniture because they have the best furniture we talk about the recliners every day and it's they're not overhyped like they are so comfortable 
our chairs in our studio, everything. Check out more furniture if you're looking to spruce up your home or your office or give someone the gift of new furniture. Right now, they have their fall sale going on at morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. And right now, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend at more. So it's a great time to get some new furniture. I love being comfy cozy in the winter. So get comfy cozy with more. And that is not their tagline. That is just something I am saying. (laughs) Um, And if you uh, were on social media yesterday, you saw that we announced our new upgraded membership, which is become a PHNX diehard, which we are so excited about because all, all of those who are members right now, you are automatically upgraded to being a diehard. But this is what it gets you if you're unfamiliar Every year, right now when you sign up and every year after you get a shirt or a, or a hat from the PHNX Locker, you get 20% off on merch and events. You get exclusive members-only merch, access to our members-only Discord as always. You also, now everybody can read all the amazing content at gophnx.com, but there still will be some members-only exclusive or diehard-only, that is, exclusive content from Craig, Jesse, Gerald, Howard, all the talented writers at gophnx.com and uh, including the newsletter. So you can actually go and choose which teams you want newsletters from. So if you're, you know, a Coyotes fan and a Sun Devils fan, you can just check those two boxes and don't have to hear about the Cardinals and the Suns, or you can select all just so many great things for diehards. And I just, I can't emphasize enough how excited we are about our new membership platform and Craig I know you're thrilled as well do you do you want to share any of your thoughts on it Craig just um, raised the roof by the way raised the roof that's right (laughs) (laughs) do kids these days still do that PD I don't know I don't know do they raise the roof I feel like they should these days (laughs) no I mean I shared a lot of this on the show last night Uh, I just I like the format I felt like a lot of our our written content was not getting enough eyeballs on it. And there's some really good stuff there. Like I, when I think about Gerald's breakdowns, Jesse is unbelievable at statistical analysis of the Diamondbacks. Howard has sources all over the NFL. We need more eyeballs on our writers. So this allows us to do that, yet still create that sort of premium content for our diehards like, like PD and I just created with, with the power play. I thought that was a perfect example of what we want to do. Like just sort of next level content. That's only going to be available through, uh, you know, through your membership, uh, yep. becoming a diehard. But beyond that, you know, like the, all the other things that are the exclusive, con- uh, uh, events, the merch, all the other things that we're going to do. You, Leah, you talked about it last night. We might do some chats via zoom yeah. where we talk to people and it's only going to be members. There's so yeah. many possibilities. I'm just glad we've opened it up to all the other platforms. So there can be premium content behind that wall aside from the written content. Yeah. So there's just a lot of things to like about this structure. Yeah. And I know events is a huge part of this, but if you don't live in Arizona, that's just one small part. Like I mentioned, all that other stuff that you get by becoming a diehard is so worth it. Um, You'll get your money. Yeah. Who knows? Virtual events, the merchandise, like we mentioned. Um, So plenty of bang for your buck on the diehard membership so you can sign up today in the link below in our description it's ph and go phnx.com slash diehard so upgrade upgrade your fandom today become a phnx diehard all right i want to talk about 
<laughs> well, two things. One, and we're going to do a whole Thanksgiving episode next week, so maybe we can save this, but Craig wrote in the notes Thanksgiving movies, and I – what Thanksgiving movies? Are there Thanksgiving right. movies? That was my – the reason for my question. To, to me, there are like two, <laughs> two movies where when I think Thanksgiving movie, I think of two movies, and that's all I can think of. There might be some that loosely tie to it or they were released around Thanksgiving, but they don't really feel like Thanksgiving movies. For me, first and foremost in Thanksgiving movies is Charlie Brown. If you don't watch the if you don't watch the Peanuts Thanksgiving movie, I'm sorry, you've missed out on on great theater. All right, I've Snoo missed out Snoopy, on great theater. Snoopy's battle with the folding chair is is and what do you have? Perfection. It's cinematic it be, perfection. It's a perfect uh, Leah Merrill Thanksgiving meal. It's popcorn and candy. So Leah would be thrilled with the Thanksgiving <laughs> meal served on a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. A little bit of popcorn, jelly beans, and toast. I think it was popcorn yeah, toast. and toast. There's a lot of toast <laughs> in, in, the, in the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. But Craig, that's the quintessential one. It is. But there are more. There, the other one that I go to all the time is planes, trains, and automobiles. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See, that's a great You don't cry. Movie. Yeah. And you laugh so hard you'll cry. But if you watch, if you get through that last <laughs> scene when John Candy's knocking on the door and you don't cry. I've seen that not, movie. Are you surprised? Have a soul. You don't have a soul if you don't cry. I'm just saying. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that, Craig. I mean, rarely do I agree. And then the, the, there was a movie that was made about Craig and I. It was called what? Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, around the holidays, very Minnesota-centric. Some yeah, kind two of screen legends, by the way. Two screen legends. That one. It's a comedy legends, great grumpy old men that have a heart around the holidays. So I'm going to throw that one out, too. Yeah. Okay. Planes, trains, and automobiles, though. Wow. Yep. That's that's a great movie. It is going the wrong <laughs> way. You're, you're Where, where's your hand? It's between two pillows. <laughs> Those are the pillows. <laughs> See, but that's comedy gold. You don't get that kind of comedy anymore. Sorry. Um, right. Boy, Do you have any Thanksgiving movies, Leah? No, I can't think of any movies. Love Island, but... UK Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving edition. edition. <laughs> they don't have American Thanksgiving in the UK. Come on. Um, I just think of all of the Friends Thanksgiving episode. Like, I don't think of movies, but I think of TV shows. Friends did it. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Like, all the sitcoms, all the 2000 sitcoms had this, had a Thanksgiving episode. So that's what I associate. I don't associate movies, but I have friends who will like every year on Thanksgiving watch some of the iconic friends Thanksgiving episodes. So that's what I think about at least, but maybe we need more. We meet, we need more Thanksgiving movies. That's I what I think. I feel like this is an untapped genre. Somebody has an opportunity totally. here. So, and you know, those, you know, those cheesy movies they did. One was called New Year's Eve. One was called Valentine's day. Just, cheesy they can do a thanksgiving one why not you could you could do a, a like a slasher movie for thanksgiving right Ooh. okay Thanksgiving nightmare i don't know what it would be called but you could do something like that <laughs> there is and, one the, the and the nightmare is just that like your uncle that you don't want to be there is there uh, <laughs> just kidding now what's his I name love, i love both my uncles so okay. much that's okay. and that's that's the truth um but Taylor Swift <laughs> did oh, star. Oh boy, here Here's we go. Here's my tie-in. So Taylor Swift did star in one of those cheesy ones. I can't remember. I think it was Valentine's Day. And so if I have a been... question for you. Yes. Did anyone have a chance to buy tickets to that movie? Uh, a, that movie? Yeah. Did you say? Oh, it was a special. Sorry. Was it? Wait. Was it on a streaming service? Taylor Swift starred in what? 
the movie Valentine's Day. Yeah. So were you able to get tickets for that movie? Or <laughs> I'm sure people had. Yeah. I'm sure people had no problem because you know what? When you buy tickets to the movies, there's many movie theaters you can go to. You can go to Harkins. You can go to AMC. You can stream it on the streaming service of your choice. You can rent it on the movie rental platform of your choice. But if you were to buy tickets <laughs> to her concert, you only have one choice, and they will shut you out, and that is Ticketmaster. And I. I was going to say I have no sympathy for the Swifties who didn't get Taylor Swift tickets, but that's a lie because just because I'm a Taylor Swift hater and I would never spend a thousand dollars on Taylor Swift. um, I do feel for the people who are going through this situation. Apparently they had 14 million people try to buy tickets when they only had like 3 million available or something like that. I don't know the exact number, Um, but the, the site crashed people, couldn't get tickets they were going to have a general sale that they canceled because the demand was too high so it's just a completely ridiculous situation i can't think of another company that has a monopoly on the industry quite like ticketmaster does um in terms of being the first one to sell like a taylor swift ticket for example but everything else you can pick from anything if you want to fly to new york you can pick from 10 different airlines. Why is it this way for Ticketmaster? And the reason I sympathize is because in college, the same thing happened when I was trying to buy Harry Styles tickets where the site crashed. And in the two seconds that I was off the site, it sold out and I got gypped and it was a whole thing. And I just think Ticketmaster uh, needs to be investigated. Yeah, and this is this is since Ticketmaster and Live Nation merged. I think they own like 70% of the market now, which is ridiculous. There are politicians like AOC saying that they need to be broken up. The merger never should have been allowed in the first place. It is. It's a monopoly, and it's absurd what they're doing. They're jacking up prices. They have all these fees. It doesn't feel right. Having said that, wow. <laughs> I mean, going? what what do you what do you do when spending that kind of money? What I you you mentioned this to me earlier because I didn't know, and I I, I could have guessed that uh, Taylor Swift fans identify as Swifties, which is which is basically a hockey nickname because it's yep. so lacking in creativity. <laughs> to which to which my wife added, "Oh, just like her music." But amazing! That was an amazing burn. <laughs> just like it's it's not that big a deal. It's really not that big a I deal know. to lose your mind over something like this. But I agree. This is a this is something that should at least be looked at because it it just feels like a monopoly. If you have seventy percent of the market, that's a monopoly. And I don't know why the merger was allowed, but you know that's the state of things in America right now, all over the place. It seems. Yep, definitely. So sorry to all the Swifties out there who didn't get their tickets to Taylor Swift. Um, but I just thought that whole thing was funny. Everyone was melting down, and among other meltdowns this week, Twitter. The whole thing on Twitter last night about. Is Twitter going to shut down? The employees locked out. And my first reaction when I thought of a world with no Twitter, where are the people going to yell into the void about relocating the Arizona Coyotes to Quebec City and Houston? Where will they go? I don't know. Where will they go to yell endlessly and, and have it take up so much of their emotional energy? So if Twitter does collapse, I'm sorry to those people that we will no longer hear you invest time and energy into hating on something that does not directly affect you. 
I don't think Twitter's going away, but if it did, where would we go? Where are we going, guys? Are we just going to dive into Discord fully? Do we go to Mastodon? I mean, I can't think of a better time to become a member and join the members-only Discord because we're hanging out there all the time. Just saying. Just saying because we might have to move there fully. But, yeah, that was my first thought. PD, you have been very quiet. I know you have nothing to say about Swifties. Do you just have any thoughts on anything we've talked about in the last 10 minutes? No. I'm not going to a concert because I'm – why would I leave home unless I really, really have to? You want, if it's not, can you imagine on Petey at the Taylor Swift concert. Oh yeah, can you imagine? There's not one thing that sounds good to me about that. The parking, the traffic, nothing. No, I'll sit at home. If it's on YouTube, maybe like I'll watch it. Lounge it's before eight. I'll, I'll put it on YouTube and stream the concert, which I did. What's the one they do in in Chicago, Craig? The big one they do. Lollapalooza. Yeah, like we we watched that. Like Foo Fighters were there a year ago, buddy. Yeah, that's the way I'm watching a concert on my couch. I got my four peaks. I didn't have to move. My wife and I watched the whole Foo Fighters set. It was a couple hours. It was on Chicago time zone. I was done by See, eight. See, there you go. The time zone's key for oh. you because Taylor Swift would come on around eight. I would think. Well, or that's even later. Hey, did you that's hear that Craig hates the mountain times? <laughs> I've heard. So I yeah. heard. Just, just putting that out there. Yeah, not a big fan. No, come on, House of Representatives, stop wasting time with the Biden investigation and get rid of daylight saving. Okay. Yep. Or just yep. Yeah, yeah. And and Arizona wants to be in Pacific. Just just throwing that out there. Um. Well. Yes. Lucky for us, with all of this, all these fiascos, you know where there's no fiasco when you buy tickets, it's game time, and that's because game time actually has your best interest in mind because they want you to save money when you buy tickets including on the day of. Usually when you think about buying last minute, oh, I'm so late. It's so expensive now. Not on game time. It's the complete opposite. You can save up to 60% on game time when you buy your tickets last minute. That's a guarantee. We've tried it ourselves and that is the truth. And people have tried it and, and had so much success. Seriously, it's the cheapest place you'll find tickets. So maybe you get lucky and find some Taylor Swift tickets on there if you're a Swifty listening to this podcast right now. Although, I don't know if you are because we are a Taylor Swift hating podcast, so maybe you don't like to listen to us. But game time, like I said, save up to 60% when you buy last minute. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link below in our description. And also in terms of Coyote tickets, when they were briefly here for those four games, the tickets on game time were cheaper than the tickets anywhere else. And that will be the case when they come back from this long, long road trip. So when you're buying Coyote tickets, use game time. Open floor, anything else? I've gone on a couple rants. Craig's gone on a rant. Anything else? This is, this is we can talk about whatever we want or we can leave, but I'm opening the floor. About anything, about we anything. We talked about it last week or, or last night. I can't remember. It's one <laughs> or the other. Christmas trees, too early? Oh, it's too early, buddy. You too early. After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. Get past the holiday. Get, give the current holiday its due before moving on. This is why there's no Thanksgiving movies, because people disrespect Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's it's Halloween. They move right from Halloween to Christmas. Yep. 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 Couldn't yep. agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, Ooh, my yeah. lights will go up like that weekend after Thanksgiving, my, my Christmas lights. And we put up, we, we decorate, but we will not do it. Do you out decorate? PD's house yeah, that wins prizes. Like we won prizes. Like we're, we, we're like Fred Gile. So, you know, there's a yeah, no. reference. No, we're not. They're not to that it's level. It's a major so. award. Like, Leo doesn't get it. Doesn't get <laughs> it. No, I got nothing. 
It's a we challenge. do drive through the neighborhoods, though. You drive through the neighborhoods, like the the ones that really do it up. Like there's one by us uh, in Gilbert called Comstock, where it's just crazy. They literally they 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 block off the street so you can only walk on them because there's lights hanging across the road. Every house is like I can't imagine how much people spend on their Christmas decorations. It's insane. There's but a str- I appreciate it one time a year. There's a street by my house that you drive on there and there's a sign turn on this radio station and you go to that radio station and then the lights on the whole street sync to the music of the radio station same thing with comstock i think a bunch of places it's cool it's fun but wow i can't imagine going. let's wait till after thanksgiving yes do you put up thanksgiving decorations we do like fall decorations fall squash around the house like yeah like we have pumpkins corn hanging from your door no (laughs) we have pumpkins around we have um like hand towels with leaves on them you know that sort of thing do you um not me per se but someone (laughs) else in the house might do those sorts of things like we might have I don't know how to describe it. Uh, a, a tapestry hanging from our front door with a message on it for Thanksgiving. That that someone in the house might have done that. You know, I'm not <laughs> saying I was fully on board with that idea, but I also didn't have a vote, so it will be on our door until after Thanksgiving. PD Thanksgiving decorations. It, it, the problem is, I'm not sure what they are. <laughs> and I agree with you, Leah. Like it, it's a fall thing. What am I going to put a turkey? Like it, that's a thing. Like am I, I'm going to. My put- aunt does make. She like put. She makes a pumpkin look like a turkey. That's a thing. That she See, that's does. a good transition. I, I can respect skill. And, and appreciate that. But yeah, I, I'm not feeling it. So I agree with you. The fall theme, darker. But we don't have fall here. Like there's no leaves changing colors here. It's green to brown, and then it's brown. So I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure oh, the changing brown. leaf wreath is is what works here. I, I honestly don't know. With a couple of corn cobs stuck in it, and now it's it's a fall themed wreath. I don't know. I so no. There's no Thanksgiving decorations. None. We okay, need Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving just, needs a better spokesperson. We need yeah, so. movies. We need Thanksgiving specific decor. We need like and and I get Christmas because it's a big capitalist holiday and there's a lot of reasons to sell Christmas. But Black Friday is a major day for capitalism <laughs> in this country. So there is a financial motivation behind that. So I'm on board. We need to start a an, uh, a campaign to rebrand Thanksgiving as a bigger holiday than it gets credit for. That's just my like opinion. But we can talk more about that on our Thanksgiving. There we go. Let's let's give it some thought. Some ideas. Let's- Yes. How we'll, would we'll you come. rebrand Thanksgiving? Let's throw this out to our listeners too. Yes. How would you rebrand Thanksgiving? Let us know. Tweet at us. Let us know in the Discord. Tag us when you do it in the Discord. And uh, we will read some of your best responses on our show, our Thanksgiving podcast that will drop on Thanksgiving morning next week. So a little uh, listening while you're doing your Thanksgiving cooking. All right. Is that all? Final thoughts? We good? I'm good. Let's enjoy the weekend off. Although, like we said, Craig and Petey will be at the Ice in Scottsdale. Is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow for the buddy. open practice. So come on Wakey down. Wakey. Come, come see uh, the – there's a, not a lot of chances to see the Coyotes in the month of November. So you no. might as well go to the open practice <laughs> to see them then. Um, but everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Be sure to follow 
PHNX Sports on all socials. By the way, the PHNX Sports YouTube channel is a couple subscribers away from 7,000. So if you're not subscribed, you could be the 7,000th. would be really special. So if you're, if you're not subscribed, subscribe or share it with your friends and family who love sports. Become a diehard today. Go phnx.com slash diehard and uh, follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. You can follow each of us at Liam Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at S. Peters Hockey, and Sean somewhere out there, at Sean underscore to pause. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. We'll see some of you at the Ice Den on Saturday. But if we don't, we'll talk to everybody again on Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everyone.